0: Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, before we get started, Mel Herbert here, I just want to let you know that uh, this episode of Talking Tesla is a little bit rapid fire because we're under a bit of a time constraint, and also there's just a tad, just a smidge, just a sous of language, just want you to know if you're in the car with the kids, perhaps this one, eh, maybe not, wait till you're by yourself and you can giggle at the absolute stupidity of two Tesla fans. Let's get into it. My name's Mel Hibitt, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're gonna be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're gonna be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're talking. Talking. Talking? Talking.
1: Talkin talking. Talkin talking. Talkin 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 talking. Talkin talking.
0: Talking. Talking. Talking Tesla.
1: Let's get started here, Mel. Talking Tesla 30. Let's get this road on the show. I think is how the saying goes. I
0: believe you're correct, huh?
1: I'm down the street just now. I'm I'm in a phone meeting because I have I'm an important man. Yeah, I got people to to talk to. People want to know what the Tom is abiding.
0: The Tom abides.
1: I'm sitting there in the E that is V of the Rav that is four (laughs) (laughs) K. And what drives by me? What drives by me, Mel? Me and my ex. It was half of that. It was an X. It was a white X. Oh, did it look good? in the wild? It must yeah. have driven right past your house. That's okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen him in parking lots. Yes. I've seen him on the web, the interwebs. Yes. I've seen him on my phone uh, photos that I, you know, there's photos on my phone. Yes. That, yeah, I that I took. technology. Yep. I have that technology, and this was the first one I've seen driven along. Along the and, way, around, and, and around and, and around and the about, day. and it's the the second doors were they were down they weren't up it wasn't driving not right, Now right. what I want to know is can we drive with the falcon wing doors up and have like those you remember that scene in the worst Jurassic Park ever I think it was the last one or maybe the one the before last that, one was pretty big. where they were like shoot their seats out the side of it and they extended and that's how they were like hunting the dinosaurs. Yes. So the guy oh, maybe we can have our ex your ex. <laughs> by the way, modified to do that. When the wheel when the doors are up, that'd be cool.
0: Have you seen The Death Race two thousand? No. It's a great seventies B grade movie. Fantastic I wasn't born in the seventies. I'm I'm a young man. That's true. Then anyway, you could drive with the uh, Model X doors up and decapitate people, and you could win the death race. Ooh, that sounds like fun. So let me tell you this, uh, Tom. I hadn't seen an X in the wild. Hadn't seen one, nada, until last week. I'm at Target, minding my own business, you know, buying some creams and lotions for the various parts. Some salves. Some salves, <laughs> and some balms, mm-hmm. and boom, there is an X in the parking lot. And I'm like, <gasps> holy, it was like a goldish looking thing, so mm. I took pictures of I'm like, wow. And then, boom, I'm uh, driving down the street. And I see this big old SUV, and I'm like, that's a weird-looking SUV. Could it be? Sure enough, black Model X driving. And I'm like, it looks so tall and big. Yeah. And then I saw a white one.
1: Maybe we saw the same we white one. We may have one.
0: seen the, So I saw three in a week, having seen Cerro, now three.
1: So call me Ishmael, we've seen the white whale.
0: Let's go on. Apple Car, <laughs> 9 to 5 Mac. So, this was a big deal last week. Motor Trend designers did a thought experiment where they <laughs> a basically- thought experiment? Yeah, thought experiment. Okay. They just said, look, what would an Apple car look like? And they basically looked at their phones, and then they thought, how would Apple make a car? And extrapolating from the phone, uh-huh. they made pictures of what a car would look like. And it's really interesting. You should go to 9 to 5 Mac <laughs> or go to Motor Trends, but the car looks weird and there's even a video i don't know if it's a fake video or not of a potential apple car in a giant storage bunker but they basically said the apple car will be smooth it'll be slick on the inside it won't be about the driving experience because when this car comes out it won't be about driving it'll be about being a passenger so it'll all be about things like tvs and wi-fis and cup holders and it'll be smooth and it'll be very different than anything you've seen and johnny ives He's doing it.
1: So you've said things in this last little comment like when it comes out, this is coming out. So you're under the impression that they're going to build a car almost f- assuredly. And this is a very pretty line drawing of what a imaginary Apple car could be. Now what I want to know is are they
0: going to F up the antenna? Uh, You're sitting in it wrong Tom is referring back to the iPhone 4 Where there was an antenna problem But Steve Jobs just tried to explain to us That we were holding it wrong Perhaps in this case You're sitting in it wrong
1: I can't get get the Dodger game Oh, I'm sorry sir You're touching that button incorrectly
0: We need to move on Because we have so much to cover Tom's got to to go I've got an interview in here We're going to hit the high points So I did an interview with Tom Mulholland Oh, oh.
1: <laughs> Mo- Malloy, Maloney. Hey,
0: look, he's going
2: to explain it. Maloney. Well, my name is Tom Malagani. I have a real commercial real estate that I own and manage. I also own a restaurant in Montclair, New Jersey, which I've owned for the past 29 years. I've been driving electric for seven years now. I had a Mini E originally, then I was in BMW's uh, Active E program. Now I'm driving an i3. I'm a current uh, Model 3 reservation holder, along with uh, you know, 400,000 other people in the last 10 days, which is pretty amazing. Uh, I'm a, just a general EV advocate. I write for a couple of uh, sites. I have a consulting company called Charging Ahead Consulting Services, um, where I um, offer consulting services for various stakeholders in this industry. And I'm director of content of a new website called EV Space which is going to be an educational website to help people understand um, all about electric cars and the uh, equipment that uh, comes with them.
0: All right. So I wanted to specifically pick your brain about all the different charging standards. And, you know, we could talk for hours on this, but, I, you know, nobody wants to hear us talk for hours on it. So I want to ask you some specific questions. First of all, the Bolt is going to use, if I understand it correctly, CCS standard. Can you explain to our listeners what the heck that is and if there's many of these chargers around in the U.S.?
2: Well, the CCS is the standard that was come up by the SAE here in the U.S., the Society of Automotive Engineers. It basically uses the standard J1772 connector here in the U.S. or in Europe, the Menix Type 2 connector and adds two more pins below it, um, that are the DC fast charge pins, um, so there's a CCS in Europe and there's a CCS in the U.S. They're very similar, but they are different to plugs. You couldn't plug one connector into another. They look really similar. Basically, what they allow the manufacturer to do is have a DC fast charge option without having to add a second port on the car as you have to do with Chatmo, because that takes a whole entirely different connector. The CCS is called the combined charging system, Because it combines level 2 charging, which is in the US here, the J1772 connector, with the two extra pins for DC fast charge. So if
0: you have a 1772 charger, then you can plug this car into that. Yahoo! And then you can go to a CCS DC fast charge station and plug that connector into your car as well. So it uses the same single port. Genius.
2: The, The CCS connector itself has the combination of a J1772 on top and then two small pins, or actually two large pins below it.
0: So, Tom, uh, how fast a fast charger is this DC fast charging CCS that Bolt, and we'll get to it in a minute, that maybe Tesla is going to be involved with?
2: Currently, here in the U.S., the fastest we have is 50 kilowatts. And now, last year, a small company from France called IES, introduced a 24 kilowatt DC fast charger which is you know about half the rate of most of the other 50 kilowatt fast chargers out there now a lot of people might say well that's useless we're going backwards we don't want slower we want faster but what this allowed is it's a much lower cost unit it can be bought in many cases for about five or six thousand dollars and also the installation costs a lot less and then the property owners a lot less likely to incur demand charges. Now demand charges occur, the utility charges sometimes outrageously high amounts of money if you if you suddenly, you know, demand a tremendous amount of electricity from their grid, which happens with with DC fast charging. It's not like you know a, a house. You can operate a block of houses and they don't have the instantaneous demand that one DC fast charger can have. So the, the utilities don't like that their their grid gets strained with this instant call for a lot of power. So these lower uh, lower um, power 24-kilowatt DC fast chargers, these CCS chargers, they allow the uh, potential person to install it with a lot less money and pay a lot less down the road with demand charges and, and, and also just their electric chargers. So we have a mix right now. Of 50 kilowatt DC fast chargers and 24 kilowatt DC fast chargers, both of which are obviously much slower than a Tesla supercharger.
0: So, if you look at the spec sheets on these things, they say that you're gonna get about 100 miles of range in an hour for the 24 kilowatt version. For the 50 kilowatt version, you're gonna get about 200 miles of range. Uh, per hour. And remember that a supercharger under the best circumstances will get you about 200 miles of range in 30 minutes. But there's more. Wait for it. So the first question is, is there a CCS to Tesla adapter?
2: Right now, there's no um, Tesla CCS adapter. I'd be very surprised if we don't see one in the near future, because, you know, basically, there was none before this, because there was no need for it. There were very few CCS Stations, uh, Chathamo came to market first, and and there were tons of them. And also in Jet in Japan, that the country is just flooded with Chathamo stations. There's thousands of them. So if you're going to drive an electric car in Japan, you have to have BCCS compatible. So I think that's part of the reason why Tesla made their C- their Chathamo adapter was because without it the car would be useless in japan Uh, but i do think that tesla is going to do a ccs um, adapter it makes sense now that there's thousands of, of ccs stations throughout the world you know tesla wants their customers to be able to charge conveniently wherever they go and in some cases there might only be a ccs station so you know i think that 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 makes a lot of sense and here's a glimpse
0: into the future, because recently Tesla asked to become a member of this new CCS standard.
2: The Charin EV Association is, is an association of um, mostly auto manufacturers, but also um, charging equipment companies that got together, I don't know, about about two years ago to create the next level of charging for CCS, higher speed charging. As I mentioned before, all the CCS stations out there now really top out at about 50 kilowatts. So they're looking at the future and they want to roll out 150 kilowatt DC fast charge, you know, somewhere in in a year, year and a half time frame.
0: So did you get that? Let me summarize. So we talked about the 24 kilowatt fast DC charging, 100 miles per hour of charge. You've got the 50 kilowatt version, which gives you about 200 miles of charge. And now they're talking about 150, 150 kilowatt charges that will be around the town, as it were. So theoretically, being able to give you 300 miles in an hour. Now, it doesn't work that way because you slow down as you get your battery fuller. But this is now like head-on compatible with the speeds of a Tesla supercharger.
2: Um, Audi already came out and announced at the LA Auto Show last year that their e-tron, that they're going to be bringing out in early 2018, I believe,
0: Yes. In 2018, it's supposed to be released. It's supposed to have a 95 kilowatt hour battery and do over 300 miles of range and be compatible with this 150 kilowatt charger. It's a Tesla competitor.
2: Is going to accept 150 kilowatts. And they said that there's going to be 150 kilowatt CCS stations in the ground by the time the car launches which is pretty remarkable. I wasn't expecting that. So, I mean, they're a founding member of this Charlin association. And um, so they, they, they're they the ones working on this along with Volkswagen, Porsche, BMW, Daimler, Menix, Opel. And they're working on the, developing this um, this new high-speed CCS stations supposedly we're going to get one installed in california and within a year and they're going to start testing it there where these the comp- these uh, founding member companies are going to provide a couple of cars that are specially outfitted with uh, equipment that will allow the cars to accept 150 kilowatts tesla was was offered membership back when this formed you know as i said about two years ago and they declined it didn't seem like they wanted to have anything to do with it. But now recently, back in February of this year, Tesla asked for membership and they were granted core membership, not founding membership, obviously, but core membership in uh, this Char-In EV initiative. You know, if you look at what the, the Charin initiative says, their mission is to develop and establish combined charging system, CCS, as the standard for charging battery powered electric vehicles of all kinds to draw up requirements for the evolution of charging related standards and develop a certification system for use by manufacturers implementing the CCS product in their products. And the last one is to promote the CCS standard worldwide. So they're really, this organization is there to try to promote CCS and make it the standard worldwide. So, you know, a friend of mine who I was talking with out at uh, the New York Auto Show and I had to circle back and follow up on something with him uh, last week. He's the one that brought it to my attention. And and, uh, he said, you know, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, Tesla just asked for membership in it. So, you know, I don't know what that means. I certainly don't think Tesla is going to just start using CCS and not use their proprietary system. I don't know if that make a lot of sense, to be honest with you, their solution seems to be the most elegant design out there, you know, and it, it can charge at any level, you know, from level two and DC fast. But, you know, the fact that they ask for membership now, it's interesting. It, it definitely tells you that, you know, CCS is on their mind.
0: There's so much more to this interview and the full interview can be found online. It's about 30 minutes. It's full of really interesting stuff about uh, charging infrastructure and charging technologies. But I asked Tom a specific question, did Tesla really move the needle here when it comes to electric vehicles or was the industry going there anyway?
2: Well, I think the industry was going to go there anyway, but it would have taken a lot longer. What Tesla did absolutely was, was make this happen faster, you know, by proving that it could be done and it could be done now, not in five years or in 10 years when battery technology gets better. They absolutely pushed the industry and they're continuing to do so. And that's good for everyone.
0: If you want to hear more about uh, that interview, we covered lots of other things. Go online to talkingtesla.net and we will post a link to it.
1: So, the next story that you have on here is yeah. from the GM's vice president of global propulsion. Propulsion? Pro- propulsion. It's hard to say. Global propulsion systems. And when you wrote here he was being a little bitchy about the Model 3. It's a funny quote you have on here. There What he says is, and I quote, GM's balance sheet is in pretty strong shape, so we don't need to take $1,000 of your money just to hold a spot, he told at the SAE World Conference. And you know why their balance sheet is in such good shape? Because we bailed their asses out as a country. You're welcome, GM. Shut your mouth.
0: Are you done yet? I finished, yeah. It's uh, it was a little bitchy. It was just a silly bitchy thing. <laughs> but uh, look, I wish GM good luck with the Bolt. I want them to sell lots of them. I want to get them the CCS standard. I want everybody winning. I want we don't win anymore, Tom, with electric cars. We need to start winning, and the only way we're going to get millions of them <laughs> is if GM and other people help. I've seen other electric cars. This is the best electric car. We're going to be winning again. I think I know what you were just doing there. You were doing some trumpage. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about Chinese EV makers. They're coming to Nevada. So the Chinese EV makers, Faraday Systems, Faraday, what are they called? Faraday Future? Yeah. It's a Chinese company. They're going to be making cars in Nevada. They've actually broken wind, I mean broken ground. <laughs> it's a Chinese company? I did not know that. Yeah. So, and uh, they are now making... Uh, wow. Going to be making cars in in LA, I don't. I mean, uh, in Nevada, I'm Nevada. not sure.
1: LA is not in Nevada, just for the record. Just exactly you what sure the specs wondering.
0: on these are, but you know. they're
1: going to be fast. That super concept car, 250 miles an hour, zero to sixty in three seconds. But again it's not a car for the masses it's not a car that's gonna change the paradigm it's not a car that's gonna make a dent in the 16 million non- electric vehicles and the quadrillion billion gallons of gas that we use every day in this country but cool let's uh, let's everybody on board everybody get on the electric board Woo!
0: hey the Germans are coming as well
1: Oh my god, everybody's so, uh, coming. That's exciting.
0: We've talked about the American manufacturers. We have, yeah. And uh, we've talked about the uh, Chinese manufacturers.
1: Uh-huh. And now let's talk about the, the... Japanese manufacturers. They're well known for their lovely Prius eyes and their That's Toyota ties. Yeah,
0: but they're not getting so much into the electric cars yet. Well, Toyota's not, but the Germans are. Here we go. This is from uh, Motley Fool. Reports from multiple sources say that sometime in two thousand and. 14, Mercedes approved the investment of over $2 billion in a new family of purpose-built electric vehicles that squarely target Tesla. Mm-hmm. The company is said to have four battery electric vehicles under development. And all four seem like to be Mercedes-flavored riffs on the themes set by Tesla. So That's cool. And they could come to market in 2018 based on the Compact C-Class and the midsize E-Class. I'm excited about this because, again... Let's all get in here and play. Let's make this electric car thing happen. So yeah. now you've got your China's manufacturers, you've got your American manufacturers, mm-hmm. and now you've got your uh, big German manufacturers. Everybody is hopping on board. right?
1: And they can take over the whole European situation because they buy a lot of cars in Europe as well.
0: And uh, so Robert also gave us this one. Robert Rosenblum. I don't know yeah. where you are, Robert. You used to be on the show, giving Robert, us some audio. Where are I you? Think in Hawaii? Probably,
1: maybe still eating papayas on the beach. He was in
0: Hawaii for weeks. He gave us another story here, which is uh, from Daimler-Benz. You know, uh, same company. Yeah. Which uh, basically says they have a big factory that's making these batteries. This factory, which is huge, it's uh, two hundred and fifteen thousand square feet, is not quite as big as the uh, completed, or will be as big as the completed uh, Gigafactory. You know how big the Gigafactory is going to be. 13,600,000 square
1: feet. <laughs> 13 million square feet. That's a sub- substantial number of millions of square feet.
0: Your house, what, It's about 2,000, 2, square feet?
1: No, my house is about 1,400 square feet, but thank you very
0: much. <laughs> so it's like a billion trillion of your houses.
1: <laughs> right, and we're not even talking about the cubic size of the thing, right? Like, the thing is massive.
0: And it keeps getting bigger because they keep buying land around bigger. it. They keep it's like buying a- more. It's
1: like a Transformer. Elon turned it into Optimus Prime.
0: This uh, German manufacturer, the chief engineer, uh, whose name I will not uh, tell you. because Jürgen was- Schenk! One more time without... Jürgen Schenk! You're getting shank. You're going to shake the ball. <laughs> here, he said, ultimately, however, the breakthrough of electric mobility will be a question of economics. If the customer finds that electric mobility is less expensive than traditional technology, and once range is about 400 to 500 kilometers, about 300 miles, and charging time is 20 to 30 minutes, once we've optimized all those things, sentiment will flip in favor of electric mobility. We believe this is likely to happen by the end of the next decade. And in fact, with the appropriate political support, he thinks it could happen much sooner.
1: I could not agree more. I think that's the crux of the whole situation, and even I would even go so far as to say his mileage targets are a tiny bit high. Although I understand, like that's what people expect out of their cars—three hundred miles between refills. That's what people want. But again, it's all about the fast charging. Give me two hundred miles and give me a half an hour, and I'm a, I'm happy like a little kitten. In the in the warm glow of the sun, my friend.
0: Uh, I'd have to agree with you. I think 200 is the minimum, and that's 200 real-world miles, not real 200 that's None like of 150
1: f- phony miles.
0: 200 real-world miles and five-minute charging. Boom! I'm happy with 200. But otherwise, I want 500 if you're going to make me wait a long time. Look, I want to continue on with Mercedes. I'm a little bit hyper here, because so we're going to get this done. You are just... You have
1: had a lot of caffeine in Again. your new Talking Tesla mug. Yeah, it's a beautiful Talking Tesla mug. a nice mug. mug which I
0: one have. day will be on sale, but for now, there's only two in existence. One's mine. and One's mine. Um, this is another one from Robert that says, Mercedes has been road-testing autonomous big rigs. This is a really interesting concept. They've got these giant big rigs. I like it. And they're putting a lot of money into autonomous driving and... Imagine that. Giant big rigs driving around at night uh, without uh, being sleep deprived because these guys that drive trucks get sleep deprived and they use a lot of methamphetamine to stay awake. Imagine in the autonomous future that even the big rigs driving around are autonomous. That'd be cool.
1: That'd be awesome. And they could do most of their driving at night. They could stay off of the highways during the rush of the hours. Big problem in Los Angeles. You know uh what? on the five, Oh, it's a
0: huge problem here. You know, uh, Robert brought up another thing too, which I'd never even thought of. So what? Amazon and FedEx, you know, they're all thinking about using drones and stuff. But imagine yeah. you've got an autonomous fleet of vehicles with your Amazon stuff that could just go to all the places where it needs to drop off packages. I don't know how to get the package out. I guess it needs an autonomous arm to throw it at your front door. Robot. Robot's going to come a out. robot guy. The Hello? T-1000.
1: What is your name? Can you sign here, please? What is your last name?
0: Thank you, sir. Have a nice day. Until that robot exists, because that robot seems pretty lame to me right now, <laughs> is that the vehicle could drive around and the guy person could sit in the back and just get your packages ready and jump out and throw it out there and then the vehicle takes I'll it off. I'll tell you the answer. Go. This
1: is the answer. The vehicle drives around autonomously. You get a text message five minutes before it's going to be at your house. You go out front and... You, there's a little door, a slot inside's all automated with the conveyor belts and the such. You push a button on the thing, dee, 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 a door opens. There's your package. You take it out. You close it. You walk away. What
0: body. am I gonna do if I'm not home? You don't get your package.
1: Then you, oh, this is what you do when you're not home. I want to get it when I come home. UPS will be able to use that. They're autonomous. Their drivers aren't going to bitch and moan if you have to change their route a little. You tell them you're in the office, they'll drive it over to the office. You can reroute your package much better in an autonomous world.
0: Thank you very much, and you're welcome. And you could Uber, like, trace where it is and, oh. Right. Or maybe
1: they build a big, uh, what is that thing, trebuchet? That's what on the top of the UPS thing, and it just flings it right to your front door.
0: Autonomous vehicles, robotically, we've talked about a lot. The implications when you—we're being silly, of course—but if you do just think about it, the implications for transport, for Amazon-like stuff, for not just getting you around, it becomes a little like Brave New World.
1: I was reading so. There was an article that you sent me, and I don't see it on this uh, thing, this sheet that we, this cheat sheet that we use. But it was about an autonomous fleet of Model Threes being economically viable, yes. right? And and I read when I read these things, I like to read some of the comments occasionally, right? So I read some You're of a the good, comments, good comment reader, because I like. To know what the people think, because I want to speak for the people. I want to give the people a voice. And somebody said this What kind of filth are you going to leave behind? <laughs> <laughs> If you're in an autonomous Uber, right? Like, so I'm in an Uber now and I'm like, I got my arms in. I'm not leaving in there. I'm not eating chips. Cause or, there's a guy that cookie. owns the car. Right. The there's it's a like, guy who, like he's up front and you're having a nice conversation with him and he's just trying to take care of his family and stuff like that. But there's nobody in there, right? So I'm in there and I got a subway and there's lettuce and avocado and, and maybe I'm eating French toast sticks and I got maple syrup all over the place and I'm out. Then what? Next guy. Then you come up and you're you get oh, in and Tums you're like, this you're like holy crap! This guy's a he's a pig, or even worse. The and you know this is a possibility because this is what Uber was created for: late night drunk people. Yeah, they will do some i mean i will have some what you're going to be a member of the autonomous high club if you know what i mean yes, right I know what and doing. and the Vomitatious uh high club how are they going to clean these cars or guarantee that they're clean in between <laughs> trips
0: <laughs> in between. <laughs> um Tom, I believe what they're going to do is have an all stainless steel interior and it gets flushed with water after everybody. It's
1: nice. So it'll be like taking an Uber at county jail. Yeah. That's great.
0: great. You know, that is a really interesting sociologic question. If you're not being watched, are you going to be a filthy animal in your Uber? Are you, is this a
1: question to me personally? So obviously, there's. A I'm not because I'm a man of the people, like I just mentioned. You, however, I'm a filthy from dude. your from your ivory tower. Will be in that car with your salt and vinegar chips and and <laughs> and, and all kinds of nasty Filth. shit. All
0: right, we fixed that by putting a video camera in every Uber that uh-huh. is basically there to make sure that you do not urinate on the nice. So now it's a Big carpet. Brother thing. Oh yeah,
1: somebody's monitoring that and. I'd like and to then, call then it there's a like big a, but so, because they'd have to almost figure out a way to sort of scan the car after each ride, Smel- so you can smell a vision. So you can get charged in case you, you know, do some unmentionable, do
0: some poopy. In there. <laughs> no. I it's an pe- interesting point, though, right? Sociologically interesting. I, I like to think people are better than that, but I'm an idiot. Yeah, people um, are not. Here's another really interesting um, article, and this is from the Netherlands. The Netherlands, this is called, according to Science Alert. I I freaking love this article. They are going to ban all gas and diesel vehicles, and the plan is by 2025. That's nine years away. They're currently working on being 100% wind-powered, solar-powered. They've already got a lot of electric cars. They'll say, look, you can keep your old car if it's got gas in it, but no new cars will be sold in the Netherlands after uh, 2025. Stunning. That is extremely
1: interesting and really forward-thinking, and I wonder if they're going to be able to get it to pass. Because my question is, how many cars will they have on the road, total cars, by 2025, right? And then how many years after that, based on like normal wear and tear on automobiles, will they just be all electric, and is that only going to count – Towards like are they gonna do this with trucks like the Amazon trucks and the interesting. I don't know. It's only it's
0: it's only been sort of suggested, although it's gone through their lower house of government and has passed, so this thing could pass. I don't know whether it's for big trucks and stuff. I don't know if there'll be enough big electric trucks by then. But the
1: Netherlands have given the world total football. Yeah. And now total electric vehicle.
0: It's exciting. We're gonna follow this. If you're still with us in nine years, you're a loser. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, you're not. No, you're not a you're loser. It means that this we. This show will
0: have gotten so much better by then. It'll have so been much it.
1: better. Probably because we'll have been replaced by autonomous, autonomous talkers.
0: Autonomous talking Teslas. Look, Tesla is getting into Connect events. You know, uh, Robert likes to uh, go to these Connect events. He's a big. Uh, you know, I think he's the president of the, the world or the uh, Tesla uh, yeah. Los Angeles. He's
1: the uh, Uber dictator of the Los Angeles region of the Tesla Autonomous Vehicle. Uh, marching Society, I believe is his actual title.
0: So uh, Tesla is getting into them. So you, those of you who are Tesla owners probably got this email, which is, we're excited to invite you to the launch of the Tos- Tosla- Tesla Weekend Social Series at your nearest Tesla location. This series of events was designed exclusively for owners. Over a light breakfast, you'll have the opportunity to engage with Tesla product experts and learn more about the product features and speak to fellow owner enthusiasts we look forward to seeing you and then there's a whole list of the ones that are near my place so very interesting
1: so these are looks like they're april 16th and 17th and then april 30th and may 1st super exciting i'm i want to go to one of these
0: I want to talk about solar, Tom. I've got a number of solar stories. Can I talk to you about solar?
1: Please talk to me about solar. I love to talk sun.
0: The first one is from Engadget and also reported in the Register. And it is this. Solar solar cells that generate energy not just from the sun but from the rain. Whoa. How do they do that? So it's some molecular atom-thick graphene layer that harvests energy from raindrops, something to do with the electric charge of water as it hits is then sent into this graphene thing, and it's not particularly efficient. A really efficient solar panel is like twenty, percent But it's something. It's 6.5%. So if you're in London, England, where uh, the sun's out. Hello, yay, Governor. You get a lot of electricity when the sun's out, but mostly It's raining. Now you can also get power from the rain. This is in the development stage we will see. But it's also a fascinating for, thing.
1: Also good for countries like Germany who have really adopted solar on a big, big scale. And I think they also get a fair amount of rain would be my guess. It's not
0: just England. They do. And it's interesting that you say that Germany and other countries are adopting a lot of solar because there's this guy called Ray Kurzweil. Ray. He is perhaps one of the most famous technologists in of the last 50 years. Next to me and you. He has predicted things like cloud computing and the mobile internet and wearable technology. He is a smart dude. Or,
1: does he have a time machine? What's in Ray's basement? I want to know now. What's in your
0: basement, Ray? Maybe he sees the future. And here's what he says. That solar will dominate world energy production in 12 years. Most people say... Uh, no, not going to happen. It's going to increase by half percent to 1% a year. It's going to take a long time. It's like, no, no, that's not how technology works. What happens with True. technology is that once you get to the point where you can produce things faster and cheaper and more efficiently, they explode just like cell phones, just like transistors. And he says solar is right there and we're seeing it now. This is going to be an exponential increase in speed. In 12 years, according to his calculation, solar will be the dominant energy producer in this fine planet. And you're correct. That is
1: right. He is correct about all of that stuff. And people now, they trust solar. They know it works. It's not some sort of phantom thing that's imaginary. There are giant solar collectors and different ways to gather energy all over the planet. People trying things. And the biggest part about it is utility companies are on board with these giant scale things. And that's really important. And that's what it's going to take because he must see into the future. Or I want to know the other 500 things that he said were going to happen that haven't.
0: That that haven't happened?
1: Yeah, that's what I want to know. What is he? Is he like three for 9,000? Is he
0: like Kobe Bryant? Does he (laughs) get 60 points but it takes 50 shots to get there? I don't know. But, You're uh, such a hater. I love You are Kubi. such uh, a hater. I love Kobe. fun. fine. Hey, but just uh, let me uh, tell you this. Yeah. One of the things uh, that other commentators have noted, for example, that we might be on this threshold of explosive growth is that it's already happening. And for example, solar panel prices have come down by 80% in the last six years. That's a lot. 80%. They're giving these things away at the flea market. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I all right, so SpaceX. Up. You ready for this? Some SpaceX. Yeah, I want to tell you about some SpaceX. SpaceX. First of all, Elon in September is going to announce his plans about colonizing Mars. He's going to lay it out. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's how much it's going to cost. And he's going to do that at uh, some big old meeting in uh, Guadalajara in Mexico in September. So if you want to know if you're going to Mars, wait till September. Elon's going to tell you. Boom.
1: I already know I am not going to Mars. All right, that is a one-way journey.
0: I'm not going to go either, but I think it's interesting. I think we need to be a multi-planetary species. And have you seen the stunning pictures of last week's landing of their rocket? RS Technica oh. has high-resolution pictures of this rocket coming down and landing, and they are stunning. Get it on a big old screen, of yeah. high-resolution Check them out. It was they a thing of beauty. Amazing.
1: It was a thing of beauty. The expandable modular that they put on the space station was amazing. Their space stuff is pretty
0: cool. Robert has another uh, story for us here, and it is about a the world's first stretch limo, Model S.
1: I really don't understand this.
0: Uh, it's funny, upsetting. They take this beautiful white S. They must take
1: the battery out first, right?
0: I think so, because they take a blowtorch to it and they cut it in half. And, and they picked a white it. one. Interesting. Now, they don't have – this is a time-lapse, photo, time-lapse video of them doing it, uh, but they don't show the end. But supposedly it's the first stretch limo Model S. And I was wondering if they put more battery in there so it could get like 500 miles range.
1: Do you think their warranty was void? <laughs> <laughs> like like if you, they go back and they're like, uh, this door seems a little stuck.
0: Like, yeah, this seems to be a bit of sagging. <laughs> Uh, did you modify the car anyway? oh yeah we cut it in half <laughs> and welded it back together no that's fine no that's covered
1: yeah bring it on in what I'd like what I was wondering is uh what happened was I got into a little bit of an accident uh and my car got split in, half, split in half and then somebody added something to the middle can you guys f- put it back can you fix that? I think it's covered under Apple Care. <laughs> it's not an Apple Car. Oh, my bad. I want to take an Apple Car, weld it and break it in half, and weld it to the front of a Tesla and have a bastardized Tesla would, Apple child. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. A Teslapa. Take a, take a Teslapa. leaf, the front of
0: a leaf, put it on the back of a Tesla, and then you can have a leaf that goes from zero to 60 in 2.8 <laughs> seconds. That'd be
1: cool. That would be fun. All right, we, have we are idiots, by the way. Taylor Marks,
0: <laughs> Taylor Marks, here we go. Regarding the longevity of Tesla's batteries, during your episode twenty-nine, you mentioned that Tesla cars were getting about ninety percent of their original range after having gone through five hundred cycles, or about a hundred thousand miles. So that's about right. We think it's going to be around there. Yeah. This made me think: how long do the batteries in Tesla's cars actually last, and how long do they need to last, and how long before you need to replace them? And this is a uh, something you hear a lot from EV con- uh, detractors saying: you know. Uh, it costs tens of thousands of dollars to do, uh, replace these batteries. What are you doing? Uh, that's expensive. I did some math and concluded that the <laughs> model S70D. I was told there would be, be no, no math, math, and yet there continues mm, to, to be, be math, math,
1: show after show after show.
0: His point is, uh, would still have a range of about 144 miles after 2,000 recharges, or about. 400,000 miles and the model s 90d would still have a range of 150 miles after 500,000 miles that's insane the average person drives about 15,000 miles a year the 70 still 70d would still be doing okay after 26 years the 90d to 37 years now i don't uh, want to
1: drive my tesla for 37, 37. years but so that his, would be cool
0: his point is that these gasoline cars they wear out too so yeah batteries are going to wear out And in fact, the data that we have right now is that this degradation of the battery actually slows down over time. Mm. So it could be even better than this. So I like your point. Yes, batteries wear out, but they wear out pretty slowly, much more slowly than you're probably going to want to keep the car, and probably more slowly than your crappy gasoline engine, which after 100,000 miles, usually, not always, is a piece of piss and needs major refixings. This is what your car sounds like
1: after 250,000 miles with his gas engine.
0: (coughs) Your car smells like my grandfather with COPD? Maybe. I mean... Heavy smoker? Potentially. That's
1: possible. I mean, if that's what you're... I mean, I wasn't channeling your grandfather there, and if I hurt your feelings, I apologize. But, you know, you got to buy a new engine. The cars die. You don't put the oil in it. and, And... Maybe my guess is that the little motors in these freaking cars will run out before the battery in these cars. So, again, let's get this information out. Share this information with your buddies, with your pals, with your friends.
0: Get the info out. Electric cars, thumbs up. Thumbs let's up. Let's buy them. Muy bueno. One last thing that somebody brought up to me was uh, about energy density. And the fact that these big batteries, and they're not that energy-dense and they're really heavy. And then another one of these smart people, and I don't know if it was Mark, Mm -hmm. Taylor Marks. No, it was somebody else. Said, oh, just remember, gasoline is very energy-dense. But in order to get the power out of that thing, you need a very, very heavy thing called an internal combustion engine. So uh, you don't need that with a little electric motor. Electric motor is small, very powerful. Internal combustion engines, very heavy. Not so powerful. So uh, you're get you given your take. You have a big battery, you have a little motor, or you have a lot of energy and a little of liquid with a giant motor. I'm just saying, yeah. bring that up next time it comes up. Look, my exactly. name is Mel but His name is Tom Wolfson. We went through this very fast. I hope I'm not talking too fast. What? fast but um, that's it. Talking Tesla. What? 30. I, don't, I don't understand a word you said. What? Can we start over? What? See you next You're very week. quick. Hey, remember, there's other podcasts in the, uh, in the podcast universe that we… Uh, in make. the Fooly of the Boo? If you like science… I do kids' I science, love, but really science, science for everybody. Shabam! It's one of our shows. Shabam! Fantastic! And if you like science, medicine, humor, this one heard a bit. One of the best podcasts on the planet. Yeah, we'll and don't forget out. the
1: Supreme of the Court briefings.
0: If you like supremely justicing briefings,
1: right? And, uh, and as you know, a lot of exciting stuff happening in that realm right oh now. Gosh. So I mean, you know what I'm saying. Listen up,
0: hey Tom. Enjoy, yeah, but- your, enjoy your cup there. I got uh, thanks. Got some cheers cups, made. Cheers. Talk to you next week. Bye bye. Drop the mic. Drop the cup. Why? Because we're talking.
1: Talking. Talking.
0: Talking. Talking.
2: Talking. Talking.
0: Talking. 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 Talking.